Let's go ahead and just say our declaration. Um, I, I have to do that. If not for anyone else, I have to do it for myself. So if you'll go ahead and just stand with me, we'll say that, and then we'll move on into the word. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we're walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. I don't expect to keep you long tonight with this word, but if I were going to title this devotion, I would title it Taking the City. Um, it's no secret that not only in America, but in the nations around the world, that we are in turmoil. And the cities of our nation is in turmoil. I've heard it many times. If I've heard it once, I've heard it several times. When is God going to do something? Or why isn't God doing something in our nation? We're praying and praying. I've even thought that myself. But let me assure you tonight, friends, that God is doing something. He is working and he is moving. Just because you don't see about it or see it or hear about it on the news doesn't mean that it's not happening. God is raising up apostolic leaders all over our nation who are mantled with passionate callings for their cities. You and I also have been mandated to engage in the spiritual battle for our very own city. The following quote from Andrew Murray is very fitting to the need for prayer in this hour, and he says, The great work of intercession is needed. It is here that the coming revival must find its strength. Let there be with every minister and worker great searching of heart as to whether they are ready to give as much time and strength to prayer as God desires. Let them give themselves in secret to take their place in the front ranks of the great intercession host. In his book, With Christ in the School of Prayer, Murray also says, God rules the world through the prayers of his saints. Prayer is the power by which Satan is conquered, and the church distributes the power of heaven. I couldn't agree with him more. Prayer is among the essential disciplines of our faith and practice. John Bunn, a leader in Fort Worth, Texas, said, One of the most critical prayer focuses we have is the harvest of souls residing within our city. People will step into eternity with Christ based on our prayer and witness. Now that's a powerful statement right there. And I'm going to read it again. It says people will step into eternity with Christ based on our prayer and witness. That's a heavy responsibility. Are we living up to that responsibility? Jesus tells us in Luke 10 and 2 in the NLT, he says, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Jesus is instructing us how to pray in this scripture, and he said to pray for more labors. So when you pray for more labors, don't be surprised if you're the one that he sends. Prayer shifts atmospheres and transforms culture 
Amos 9, 13 and 14, again in the NLT, it talks of transforming cities. The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. Notice it says the time will come. The time will come. Scripture said it, so I believe it. And it goes on to say, Then the terraced vineyards on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. I will bring my exiled people of Israel back from distant lands, and they will rebuild their ruined cities and live in them again. They will plant vineyards and gardens. They will eat their crops and drink their wine. George Otis Jr. in his book titled Informed Intercession speaks of the incredible transformation of Cali, Columbia several years ago. The Cali drug cartel was considered the largest, richest, and most well-organized criminal organization in history, exporting $500 million worth of cocaine a month. The cartel owned as many as 12,000 properties in the city. Drug money controlled everything, including the banks, politicians, and law enforcement. Crime and murder were rampant, with as many as 15 people a day killed by cartel. In the spiritual arena, the church was anemic and divided. God help us and let this church never be anemic and divided. In May 1995, over 25,000 people filled the civic auditorium and prayed all night for breakthrough in their city. Within 48 hours, Cali experienced its first 24-hour period with no homicides in as long as anyone could remember. The police force was purged of 900 cartel-linked officers. The Colombian government began to crack down on the drug lords and with a force of 6,500 commandos captured most of the leaders. Through unity and much prayer, the believers in Cali finally experienced their breakthrough. How did they get their breakthrough? Through unity and much prayer. That's where their breakthrough came from. For years after, they held all-night prayer rallies every 90 days with thousands of people in attendance. Great openness to the gospel existed at every level of society. Across the board, church growth exploded due to new converts. One church grew to 35,000. Denominational affiliation and location had little to do with it. It didn't matter if they were Pentecost. It didn't matter if they were Baptist or First Methodist or go on and on. I don't know what they are, but it didn't have a thing to do with it. It was the power of God and it was the power of prayer that turned that city upside down. By the year 2000, this marvelous revival had gone on for 36 consecutive months. How incredible is that? Revival went on for 36 consecutive months. Joe Bunn continues to describe the need for prayer for our cities. Our prayers and declarations release his supernatural power, which flows into the city and touches every societal level. Many of us face cities filled with challenges, and failures in education, city and county leadership, business, poverty, homelessness, violence, and fear. Without God, there's confusion and an aimless emptiness that often by default advances the agenda of evil. We must believe and pray that our cities will encounter God's life and power. Only Jesus can change our cities and our nation. 
And remember, as you pray for your city's health and well-being, God will respond. God is responding. I'm here to tell you tonight that God is responding to the prayers of the saints. I'm seeing evidence of it. We've waited to see the fruit of our prayers. And I'm here to tell you, I'm seeing some fruit. I don't know if you are or not, but I'm seeing some fruit. Quite some time ago, um, for quite some time, myself and a, a handful of women, we've been praying and we've been consistently petitioning the Lord for specific things. You've got to be specific in your prayer. The Lord expects us to be specific in our prayer. We've been praying specifically for Hollywood. We've been praying for their salvation. We've been praying that their eyes would be unveiled and that their eyes would be open and that they would be awakened to the truth of the gospel. And I, I heard um, an actress, I heard an interview of an actress last night on the news and she was talking about how her eyes are open and how she sees now, she has always been a Democrat, she said, and she said, now she sees where this is going, and um, she no longer follows them. And in her own words, she called them a cult. I'm not calling them that. That's what she said. And I'm only sharing that with you for you to understand. Their eyes are being opened. Now, she hasn't, as of last night in that interview, did not confess to know Christ as her Savior. But it's coming. They're going to turn from their wicked ways and seek the Lord because that's what we're praying We've been praying for the states and the governors and the senators. And I am seeing and I am hearing some incredible things taking place in the states at the hands and the mouths and the work of the governors and the senators. You're not going to hear about it on the news, but I'm telling you right now, God is raising people up for a time such as this with the mantle to take the cities back. And we give God glory and honor and praise for that. We've been praying specifically for an Acts chapter 2 outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we have asked the Lord to allow us to be a part of that. Start in us. Start right here. Let the flames begin right here and consume this city and consume this state and consume this nation and bleed out into the other nations. And I can't tell you, I cannot do this devotion tonight with sharing an ex without sharing an experience with you. This weekend, we were in Branson for the ladies' retreat. And um, on Saturday morning, Kathy and I got up and went to breakfast. And uh, it was probably somewhere around 9 o'clock in the morning, and the breakfast room was full of people. And um, when we went in, we went straight up to the, the buffet. And uh, you know what's going to be a good day when you start out with biscuits and gravy. And so... I was reaching for a biscuit and not even paying any attention to what was going on around me. And this, I say young girl, she's not a young girl, she's younger than me, but she's about this tall. So when I saw her, I saw a young girl. And um, she, she said to me, she said, I like your hair, your hair is so pretty. And I looked to see who was talking to me and I said, I like your hair too, it's so pretty. And it really was very pretty. I wasn't just trying to return a compliment. I was telling the truth. And um, so we went on about our business, and I went and sat down at a table, and Kathy came and sat down at the table, and this girl sat at a table right beside us. We were like this. And um, a friend of Kathy's came over, someone that works at the hotel that she's known for years, came over to talk to us, and um, 
Uh, so anyway, we were talking and she invited herself into our conversation, which was perfectly fine. And um, so anyway, the gentleman walked away and, and we just got to talking about different things. She was telling us the things that they had, had done in Branson. She was telling us about all the different um, attractions that they had gone to. And, and we were telling her things that we had done. And Kathy tells her um, later on into the conversation, we sat there and talked probably a good 40, 45 minutes. But in the conversation, Kathy told her we were there for a women's conference for church. And she said, oh, I go to church too. And Kathy said, well, yeah, and we're Pentecost. Well, I'm Pentecost too. And um, so we just got to talking about the Lord. And she had a, there was an older couple sitting across the table from her. And she was telling us that, you know, they're her spiritual parents and, and they mentor her and they lead her and, and teach her things about the Lord and how they've just really taken her under their wing and how he's a catcher in the church and she's a mighty woman of God and a prayer warrior. And we just really talked about the Lord and she began to share a part of her testimony. And um, she's been a Christian for several years and uh, she gave us dates back in such and such date in 1995 she begins to tell us how she came to know the Lord. And she didn't say, I came to know the Lord. She said, I met him in 1995. She was passionate about her relationship with Jesus. Jesus done a work in her life. And she goes on to tell us a, another, uh, about another situation. And, and she said, yeah, and on this date, I was slain in the Holy Spirit and a man anointed me with oil, and I fell out on the floor, and God delivered me of something that night. And she didn't name it right off, but she didn't name it. And um, it didn't matter. But anyway, we just continued to talk to, about the Lord, and she began to open up more and share more. And, and later on in the conversation, she told us what the Lord delivered her from. And, and we were thanking God with her, saying, praise God. Thank God for that. You know, isn't he wonderful? And so um, I'm telling you all that to tell you this. By this time, most people had cleared out of the conference room, the breakfast room, and there was a table of people behind us, directly behind me. Um, so anyway, we got up to leave, and I gave her a hug. And she thanked me for that hug, as if she doesn't get hugs. And um, so anyway, when I pulled away from her, she took my hand. And when she took my hand, she took Kathy's hand. And she immediately just started praying for Kathy and I. And she started praying over herself, making declarations over her own life that she will walk in the ways of the Lord and she will do what God has called her to do. And she will accomplish her purpose and her destiny in this life and in this world. And, you know, she even told us, she said, I'm ready. She said, if, if God takes me today, I'm ready. I'm not afraid. And so, so she was praying over herself. So Kathy and I started praying over her too. And we laid hands on her. And I'm telling you right now, the reason I'm telling you this is because you need to know that God is hearing our prayers and God is answering our prayers. And when we pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit across this nation, that's what God wants too. We're not the only ones that desire that. That's his desire for this nation and for this land and for this body and this people and this church and this city. And we laid hands on her and we began to pray for her and she went in the floor. She fell to the floor. She fell out in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you right now, she was laying there in that floor in that breakfast room, in that conference room, speaking in tongues and praying. And she was not 
resistant to the Holy Spirit. She was completely, fully yielded to the Lord. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked at what God was doing in that room. I was shocked. I was like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. (laughs) It was incredible. And it was an amazing experience for all of us and not just us, but the people behind us. And I'll get to that in a minute. But right there in a hotel room at breakfast, in a breakfast room, the power of God moved upon that young lady. And I don't know what God done in her life, but I know he done something. And um, so anyway, I honestly, I didn't know what to do. I was like, Lord, where do we go from here? And um, so the, the older man that was with her, they were standing there and he said, it's okay. I got her. I'm like letting Kathy and I know it's okay. You can go on. And I was just obeying him and I said, okay. And so we walked back down the hall, headed to our room. And I heard the man that was sitting behind me that I never saw. I never laid eyes on him, but I heard him say, is she a diabetic? So I'm assuming that he thought she was having a diabetic seizure. And I told Kathy, I said, did you hear what he just said? And I've thought about this and I've pondered on this and I could kick myself for not being a Peter and going back to that man and saying, these people are not drunk like you suppose. I should have gone back and said, she is not in a diabetic situation right here, but let me tell you what this is. And I'm sad that I didn't do that, but I was so shocked and so surprised. I didn't know what to do, to to be honest with you. Um, But anyway, what, what am I leaving here with with this story we need to be like her we need to be like that young lady we need to be like jennifer she was not ashamed to share her testimony she was not ashamed to get up in the middle of a breakfast room and pray over two ladies that she'd never met in her life before and the next day we before church we were dressed for church we went to an early dinner and it was not even dinner time but uh we were leaving and i felt someone pecking on my back because what she had done that night after this had happened that night, she went and asked the man that she seen us talking to earlier, what room are they in? I want to go thank them. And uh, not that I think she had anything to thank me for. It was not anything that we did. But um, I understand her heart. And he wasn't allowed to give that information. So it was important to her that she see us again. But the next day, we were in a restaurant leaving, and I felt someone try to get my attention on my back and I turned and it was her and she said thank you thank you and she said I prayed and asked the Lord please let me see them again and here you are and what are the chances of that happening her prayers were powerful because it was important to her it was important to the Lord and so Steve if you'll put that picture up please this is this is a good time to do that so we got a picture with Jennifer, and this is why her hair is so pretty, because it's blue, and it's pink, and it was different and unique, and she wore it well. But this is Jennifer, and um, we're going to see Jennifer again one day in heaven. I believe it, and I believe that we're going to know one another, because our spirits connected that day. And um, anyway, I'm thankful for Jennifer, because she has challenged me to be a better witness She has challenged me to be a better witness for God and for the kingdom of heaven. So, the Lord is moving. Your prayers are not 
happening in vain. There's power in the prayers that we pray. This is the will of the Lord that we gather here tonight to pray over our city. This is the will of the Lord that we come together and corporately push back the darkness and reclaim our cities for Christ. And I'm here to tell you right now that the nations are ripe for harvest. The cities are ripe for harvest. Our city is ripe for harvest. And I believe for it. Do you believe for it with me? Do you believe for it? Lately, I'm reminded of the parable of the lost sheep. I'm reminded that Jesus left the 99 for the one. And I'm reminded that I was the one. Matthew 18, 12 and 14 says, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others on the hills and go out to stretch for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the ninety-nine that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. The care and concern of a shepherd not only illustrates God's love, but serves as examples of the mutual care and nurture that we too should practice. We are Jesus on earth. We are the only Jesus that a lot of people are going to see. You and I have been predestined to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. We haven't been called to the 99 church. We've been called to the one we haven't been called to comfort. We've been called to the harvest. Maybe you can't reach 99, but you can reach one. Luke, four, Luke 5, 4 and 6 says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. I believe it's significant that they were fishing in the nighttime hours. My Bible commentary tells me the best time for fishing was at night. And it's times like these, the dark hours that we're living in, that people are most open to Christ. And I believe that the Lord is telling the church that it's time to go deeper. It's time to go deeper in the word. It's time to go deeper in prayer. It's time to go deeper in relationship with him. It's time to take some risks when it comes to witnessing to the lost. Maybe that one that you've been witnessing to hasn't come to know the Lord yet. Maybe that one that you've been working on hasn't yielded to the Lord yet. Well, what I would say to you is cast your net out again. Try again. Don't give up. And it's time to go fishing, church. Tonight, we're going to pray for our city. Maybe your city's not Poplar Bluff. Maybe your city is somewhere else. Pray over your city. We're going to pray specific things for our city. Pray for a spiritual awakening in the churches of your city. Ask God to bring the fullness of Jesus' life into the congregations of our cities. Pray against the strongholds of darkness over your city. Ephesians chapter 6 and Daniel chapter 10 teaches of the constant spiritual battle in the heavens where lies actual strongholds that the enemy has over geographic areas. Pray for leadership and authorities in your city. Pray for the mayor of your city. Pray for your city council. Pray for your police chief. Pray for the leaders of the churches of your cities. Pray for the school board. 
Ask God to bless your city. Proverbs 11 and 11 tells us, through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. The greatest blessing God can send is Jesus Christ, who will turn people from their wickedness and bring them salvation. Pray for the welfare of your city. Jeremiah 29 and 7 says, Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too shall prosper. When your city prospers, you prosper. Pray for the people of your city to turn back to the Lord. Pray that they might come to know the Lord while he might be found. Pray for your city to support righteousness and goodness. Proverbs 11 and 10 says, When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. I'm making a declaration to you tonight that we will see revival in the nations as a result of our intercession for our cities. We will see it in our cities. We'll see it where you live. We'll see it where I live. We're going to see it in our nation. So at this time, you can come up for prayer to pray if you want. You can find a place in your seat to pray if you want. But at this time, we're going to pray. We're going to make declarations to the Lord tonight to bless our city. So go ahead and um, find your place to pray. And Danny, if you want to play some soft music, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to your sons and daughters. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, to bend your ear down and to hear our prayers, Father. We thank you for the goodness of God. Father, I just declare right now that America will be saved. Father, I make a declaration right now, Father, that transformational revival is coming to the cities all over this nation, Father, and even worldwide, Father. God, we're asking big, Lord. We're declaring for big things, Father. We're going to see it, Lord, in our lifetime. Father, I'm here to declare tonight that my city, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Lord, will be saved. Father, we agree with your prophets who have said Father God, that there will be a great awakening, that there will be a great revival that is now coming to earth, Father. God, I just call in billions of souls, Father, and declare boldly, God, that they're going to come into the kingdom, Father. God, I release signs and wonders, Father, and miracles, God, that you have spoken of, Father. Lord, we release the spirit of deliverance, Father, that you have spoken of. God, we just declare that many will be set free in this city, Father, from addiction, Father. Many will be set free, Father God, from the bondage of sin in this city, Father. Lord, we give this city to you, Father. We offer it up to you, Father, and we trust you, Father, to do what you said that you will do, to do what your word says, Father, that you can do, Father. All things shall be done, Father, according to your good and perfect will. There is not one thing, Father, that you cannot accomplish, Father, according to your will. And Father, I just decree, God, that the word, that the word of God Father, will be the sword, Father, that would break through the strongholds of darkness in this land, Father. Lord, we just declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, give us compassion. Give us compassion, Father, for the people of our community, God. Reveal to us, Father, your plans for this city. Reveal to us, Father God, the strongholds, Lord, that have your people bound, Father, that we might know better how to pray, 
Father. God, we just call the governing structures of our cities into order, Father. God, we're asking God for right people, God, the right people to run for the city council, the right people, Father God, to lead this city, Father, in the way of righteousness, Father. Lord, we pray, God, over the, the school boards, Father, the city council, Father. God, we pray over the county, Father. We just bless this city, God. We bless this county. We bless this state, Father. God, show us what to pray. Show us where to pray. Show us how to pray, God, to uproot the enemy's strongholds in this city, Father. God, we expect, Lord, your great end-time harvest, Father, to come to pass, Lord. We ask that you send laborers into the field, Father. Lord, we are willing, God, send us, Father. Lord, we are willing, God. We are your laborers, Father. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. God, use us, Lord, in this coming revival. Father, release your kingdom power, Father, throughout each of our cities, God, with signs and wonders, Lord, and miracles, Father. God, invade every area of our cities, Father, in the mountains of influence, Father. Lord, let the churches of this city be united. God, I just lift up the pastors and the leaders, Father, of every church, God, that is planted in this city and in this county, Father. God, I'm asking that you give them wisdom, Father. Give them revelations, Father. Father. Lord, give them an in-season word, Father. Lord, let their lamps be filled, Father. Let them be, let them be vessels that are full of your spirit, of your presence, and of your power, God, that they might lead this city into the way of righteousness, Father, and into the way, God, that brings you glory and honor, Father. Lord, we just declare salvation over Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Father. We bless the Lord, and we bless this city. Hallelujah, Father. Strengthen us, God, to see your kingdom come, Father. Lord, we bless you and we thank you, Father. God, we just pray against the spiritual strongholds of darkness over this city, Father. We stand on your word, Father. Lord, we magnify you. We magnify you, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Oh, hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Lord, move and minister, Father. Lord, let our eyes be open, Father. Let us see through the eyes of Jesus. Let our eyes be unveiled, Father. Lord, let us, Father, draw nigh to you, Lord, that we might know you intimately father that we might be lord better equipped father god for your work father in this hour father hallelujah to your name jesus lord we will take this city father by your will and by your spirit lord not by our own will or by the flesh father but by the by the the gifts of, of the Lord, Father, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, Father. We bless you in this house tonight, Lord. Lord, let your spirit reign, Father, in this region. Let the glory of God move, Father, in this place, Lord. Let us not just speak the words, Father God, but Lord, let us be doers, Father, and not only hearers, God, but Lord, let us take the church and the presence of God outside the walls of this building. Let us take the presence and the spirit of God and the power of the Holy Ghost outside the walls of this building to the streets of this city, Father. Lord, let us, Father, be bold in our witness of, of you, Father. Let us be bold in our testimonies, Father, that we might share the goodness of God. Father, let us never look down, Father, upon man, Father. May God help us, Lord, to see the heart of man, Lord. Help us, Father God, to love unconditionally, Lord. Help us to love, Lord, as you love, Lord. Let us be your hand extended father in these last days lord to accomplish your good and perfect will in this hour 
hallelujah to your name father lord we just pray that the people of this city father that their eyes would be unveiled father that they would turn from their wicked ways that they would have a revelation father of the condition of their heart father that they would have a revelation lord that we are all but sinners lord saved by grace lord and let them be unashamed to come to the throne of grace let them be unashamed and uninhibited father god to kneel before you lord and to seek you lord while you might be found father but god i break the yoke of shame father off of this region i break the yoke father of shame lord and condemn condemnation father off of the people of this region father but lord let them be full of the joy of the lord lord victory belongs to your sons and daughters and let this be father god a region that would walk in the victory of god that would walk in the victory and the power of god that we might spread the gospel and the good news of jesus lord oh father oh father use us lord for your kingdom's sake father lord set us on fire father lord let the fire of the holy ghost burn father within us lord let the all-consuming fire and power of the holy spirit lord consume our flesh father that there would be less of us and more of you father help us god to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world father let us be pleasing to you father lord that the kingdom of heaven lord might be expanded god lord we we lord will take this territory father hallelujah to your name lord jesus we declare it and we believe it father lord move father hallelujah to your name lead us and guide us lord and we trust you father we trust you lord our eyes lord are open and we look to you lord hallelujah to your name lord praise your name jesus hallelujah to the lamb of god lord we worship you in this place we honor you we thank you for the goodness of god we thank you that you are allowing us lord to see some of the fruit of our prayers lord we thank you and we give you honor we give you glory and honor for the goodness of god i thank you lord that you are raising up men and women in this hour father that you are raising up apostolic men and women in this hour father that are mandated god and appointed for a time such as this I thank you, Lord, that you have been faithful, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. We worship you in this house, Lord. Lord, we give you glory and honor and praise. We praise you, Lord. We praise you and magnify the name of Jesus. Let us never, Lord, be lacking in our praise, Lord. But we praise you. We magnify you and we thank you for the goodness of God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah to your name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the promises of God. And we thank you that your word is unmovable and unshakable and unchanging, Father. We thank you that your word is stable, Father. And you are an ever-present help in time of need, Father. Lord, we do not fret and we will not walk in fear, Father. But we will trust in the strong arm of God. We will trust in you, Lord, for all things, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 